check, check, check. All right, welcome back to the program. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A. Of course, Studio 1A is in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of all things. Of course, that's Clarendon. Back again for episode 248 of Pace the Nation, an exciting big show to get to. Now that I got all those particulars out of the way, I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, I just got one co-host across from me in the studio, in the flesh. It's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Hey, I feel like if we tell the audience that Docs isn't here, know, like, is this the out. point where they just like are like, all right, I'll check in next week? Yeah, I think there's a uh, there's a segment of our audience who probably is tuning out. Yeah, it's now over. that they know, it's yeah. over. Hey, Docs. Um, sorry about last week, Docs. <laughs> yep we uh, we didn't communicate well, and we were off last week. But we forgot to tell Docs we were off. I forgot to tell Docs, yes. Yeah, I usually... Uh, so it was Thursday, a couple of hours into the afternoon, and Docs yeah. is like, hey guys. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, <laughs> who's our guest for this week? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Docs. Hopefully it's a small percentage. No offense to Docs or any of the Docs maniacs out there. Hopefully it's just a small percentage of the audience he did win by out. a slim margin <laughs> in our vote that one time team team docs and that's, team farley or true. team feel bad for julie yeah, that's right. i almost won that's right i think you were in third place yeah if i remember correctly i know i don't know i'm the punching bag of the show <laughs> <laughs> of course all right well it is uh episode 248 we are getting close to 250 episodes a quarter of a thousand episodes what are we gonna do for it i don't know we try to manufacture like reasons to have like celebrations and pat ourselves on the back we'll manufacture something maybe the audience can a let zoom us happy hour yeah, maybe maybe an outdoor happy hour could be we socially could distanced well let us know i tweet at pace the nation if you have any ideas for what we should do for our 250th show of Pace the Nation. Wow. Maybe we'll wear some party hats yeah. and have some favors <laughs> and throw some confetti up in the air. That sounds good. All right. Well, we'll we'll make sure Docs is on that show, but he is off today. Uh, it's just you and I in the in the studio here. The husband and wife duo. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Docs. Uh, and we do have a big show. Excited, really excited uh, to have a, a guest that we have, you know, you and I and Pacers Running and a lot of people in the, the, the D.C. Fairfax area have a connection to this this star runner uh, who has moved since moved to Florida and has become like one of the best uh, high school runners in the country. His name is Reinhard Harrison. One uh, of the best of all time now. Yeah, I mean, getting close. He broke the sophomore, right? The sophomore record? Yeah, I believe so. We're going to ask him all about that. He's in Florida now. Uh, Reinhardt, his family were, were such big supporters of Pacers running for many years. They probably moved to Florida, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, something like that. We'll ask him. Uh, but he, he would do all our races. Uh, I've got a picture of, of, of me with him and there's a picture of you with him that, that Dennis, his dad was sending us. Uh, there's a, a great picture of, 
previous guest uh, earlier this year, Brian Sell with with Reinhardt. So um, he has turned into. I mean, he was a star runner in that you know eleven or tw- 10, 11 year old range or whatever he was at the time. He was uh, into at our, it at our races, and he's continued to uh, progress and just ran four hundred one and four hundred two for the mile. I mean, he's running against like professionals and well that's all that's available right now yeah. to race in but he's yeah. stepping in the ring really excited to talk to him uh in a few minutes here uh also in today's program i was inspired by somebody who achieved a pretty impressive first i don't know how you'll feel about it but uh, we're going to talk about it i smell a bit coming <laughs> on <laughs> i don't know if it's a bit what this guy did is amazing oh lord i i really I really envy and, and idolize what this this person did. So we're going to talk about that later on the program. Uh, we had some feedback from your announcement, uh, Julie, and I wanted to discuss that. Uh, we also have uh, some bear news, and not um, not like a bear market. Like, um, you want do you want to articulate the spelling of bear? B e a r. Bear news. Yeah. Okay. And we'll 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 touch on it today. But we'll really dive into it uh, next week when Docs is in town because we've uh, we, we've gotten some tweets and we love this Pace the Nation audience. They know a Pace the Nation story when they see one, and this was a Pace the Nation story. So we'll talk about that uh, later in the program. And finally, I do want to talk about the college cross country scene and how COVID has changed some things, as we've talked about on this program weeks and weeks and weeks in the past uh but there's some recruiting changes uh you know some time frame changes for cross country and indoor track i'm going to get your take on it am i still supposed to be the resident expert expert on on college okay so i gotta gotta stay yeah, yeah, hopefully they don't shut down my Georgetown account. I'll just still keep getting emails <laughs> yes, from yeah. the NCAA. Whatever you need to do for the show. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. I'll let them know. Yeah. But uh, before we get to Reinhardt, there was some feedback from the Pace Nation audience. Uh, some folks were worried that you might not be on the podcast anymore now that you're uh, moving over to Brooks. Oh, my gosh. People care? Yes, they care. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, they really appreciate the tag teaming that Docs and I do <laughs> to put you in your place. They probably appreciate that, but they also appreciate somebody other than Docs and I. <laughs> so uh, I, I do know that. So uh, do you have an answer for that? What is your boss? What is your new boss at Brooks say? We've avoided that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Maybe I'll just like stay away from the other brand conversations yeah, right if we other, interview people yeah. from different brands maybe maybe those will be days that i that you're off or yeah. that i you know help with the intro or outro yeah, or, or something gotcha. like that yeah i think that's that's probably fair um yeah because there are you know we've got a lot of great uh brands that support our show that support uh our business um and you love those brands but maybe it would be in your best interest to um not insert yourself in those conversations. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll try to stay unbiased in terms of how much I talk about Brooks. Yeah. But that might be hard. Yeah. Well, it, hard. Was, it was hard. Your former employer, you talked a lot about, as Docs would let you know, you talked a lot about Georgetown. So I think a lot that about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a tough time separating things, apparently. Yeah. Well, all right. So that's a formal commitment from you. So she will be on the show. <laughs> she won't be on the show. Uh, lock it in. Um, I'm not sure she's gotten sign off from her boss, Matt, but 
Heck, maybe we'll get him on the show and just put him on the spot. <laughs> put, put him on the spot. Maybe next week. We, well, we'll I wanna, interview him. I we'll, want to do that anyway. But uh, there was an article that came out in Runner's World uh, that you were profiled in. Really good interview. I'm very proud of you. Nice work. Thanks. Um, you're happy with the way the interview went? Yeah, I am. I was a little unsure of where the interview was going to go. Mm-hmm. I think it took a couple of different turns. So did she tell you that this was going to be you know, an exact, transcript of your you talking to her uh, and, and that was no be i didn't form? know that so okay. i thought the story w- there was going to be a story written and um she kind of came back to me and said you know i think the dialogue uh, actually was was really good and um so she was just going to insert the dialogue there so the interview was um set up through brooks mm-hmm. and um so i think that was kind of the angle that i was thinking it was going to be a little bit more focused on is that transition over but um a lot of the story ended up being about or the conversation ended up being about like the transition and some of the challenges in college coaching for um, female coaches. Uh, So it was, I thought it ended up turning out really, really well. Um, But I definitely was nervous because we definitely got personal in Mm -hmm. in some moments and, um, you know, talked about some, some things that are personal to me. So but, you know, I guess that's when the best interviews kind of come out yeah. is when you're honest and genuine and, and really talking about, you know, things from the heart. So, yeah. And I thought it was really well. I mean, you were you were so grateful for, to, to Georgetown, so grateful for your opportunity. Um, we'll tweet out the article uh, by Sarah Lorg Butler uh, and the article is entitled A High Profile Female College Coach Steps Away for Another Big Job. Um, so. Very cool. We had a picture of our family. Um, your boss said I need to get a haircut, so um, maybe we'll take care of that. I'm sure weekend. there's a lot more people than, <laughs> your boss. than Matt that, <laughs> that said, get a said you need to get a haircut. They didn't say James need a haircut. James got this nice flowing curly locks that are uh, kind of all over the place. Yeah, I well, James it. also doesn't have the ability to get in a car and drive <laughs> to a barber shop and get a cut, so he gets probably, a little bit of... That's probably true, yeah. A little bit of space. Yeah. Uh, well, that was a, a really cool article that came out. We will tweet it out. And I know that the audience, a lot of them have seen it and appreciate uh, everybody's feedback on that. We are in September. Um, really crazy that it's it's the, the craziest September ever. So I love September. September generally means like fall, cross country, football. I mean, all those things are kind of, uh, you know, touch and go right now. Um, but uh there are track meets, even if there's not cross country meets. There are track meets that are that are hap- that are happening, and that's been really interesting. And um, you know, even a track meet that professionals were p- participating in uh, last couple weeks. Um, our next guest participated in. Uh, where, where were the two meets that 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 Reinhardt ran? So he actually ran two on the East Coast, okay, um, and probably you know two of the only opportunities that have been available so far on the east coast but um his 401 was at music city distance carnival um that was the middle of august and um he was seventh overall there in a pro field wow and then um he ran 402 a couple weeks later um actually just last this past weekend um at the south carolina track fest and he was sixth there so mixing it up with these pros which is just so incredible awesome well can't wait to talk to him high school phenom reinhardt harrison he joins us next here on pace the nation (music) 
All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julie, we're excited to be joined on the phone from somewhere in Florida, star <laughs> high school runner, Reinhard Harrison. Reinhard, how are you? Good, how are you? We're thank doing, you doing great, man. Well, thank you for, for coming on the show. Where yeah. in Florida are you right uh, now? So I'm just south of Jacksonville, so on the East Coast, so about 30 minutes south of Jacksonville. It's called Ponte Vedra. Oh, very cool, man. We love Florida. Julie and I go to down to Florida to see her parents every year. Now I'm so so geographically challenged. Jacksonville's in the north part of Florida. Okay, gotcha. On yeah, the east side. Gotcha. We go to the Keys, so that's nowhere close. Yeah. Okay. No. Florida's such a big state. That's so. like the difference between New Jersey and Northern Virginia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of Northern Virginia, Reinhardt, uh, you're born and raised in Northern Virginia, right? Yes, I was born and raised there. Where 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 were you born and where did you where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to middle school? Where'd you go to elementary school? Where'd you go to middle school? So um I'd never got into middle school in Virginia because I moved in the fifth grade, so going into my sixth grade um year. So I started middle school in Florida, but I went to I think I I lived there on the Falls Church City area for a very long time. Okay. Um so I was there for a while um and i went to elementary school at thomas jefferson elementary gotcha and, okay yeah cool um so you're you're in high school now going into your junior year going mm -hmm. into your junior high school what's the situations with the schools there you all virtual some hybrid or what's going yeah. on um so basically you yeah, had the choice this year of going like it's called distance learning so basically just virtual or you go um just like in class, just normal school, everyone just has to wear masks, I guess. But uh, just for me, I chose a uh, uh, virtual. Virtual. So okay, cool. Well, uh, and have you started yet or no? Uh, yeah. So we started on Monday. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate uh, you making the time for us during the middle of the day. Taking. Are a you break. missing class know, right now? Yeah, Are we pulling you out of school? Uh, Do we need to write uh, a letter have, to your yeah. teachers? <laughs> No, so I have uh, I have PE and weightlifting my first two periods, and since it's like the beginning of the week, they're not really doing anything. They're trying to like give everyone uh, lockers, I guess, and uniforms. Basically, you just have to take attendance, and then you're good. So okay, so I, I'm glad you I'm glad, glad you brought that up, Reinhardt. So PE, I mm -hmm. think Julie and I were talking about this this morning. Yeah, we were. Uh, what, what, what are they you, doing for gym yeah. class? I mean, for you, you, guys? you obviously are you're, you're working out, you're running, all that stuff. So no, I think I think Reinhardt needs a little bit more conditioning. <laughs> yeah, Let's get him exactly. in PE class. Yeah, what are they doing for PE? Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure yet. I don't think I don't really know how weightlifting would work, just because you're touching everything and like you know you kind of have to be close and everyone's sweating and I don't I'm not really sure how they're gonna do that. And same with uh, PE, you know, you got basketballs being brought out and all that stuff. So you are gonna <laughs> actually go to school for that. Because you decided yeah, to do so, all virtual, but you will go to yeah. school for that. Uh, no, so I don't. I'm not going. I'm not going to school for anything. I'm just assuming that's what they're doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so you're not going to be doing like jumping jacks and calisthenics in front of your Zoom meeting. No. Uh, well, I'm not. To be honest, I'm not sure how they're going to do that yet. Uh, yeah. I guess just right now, since they don't. They're like I said. They're uh, giving out like uniforms, lockers, all that stuff for the first week of school. The virtual uh, learners don't really do anything because we don't really need any of that stuff. Right. So right, like basically two free periods. Oh, very cool. All right, so good. No letter needed, Julie. That's okay. Good. <laughs> I just have this vision of like kids across the country doing like Zumba classes online <laughs> know, in their in living front, rooms in front of their uh, in front of their computers or, or tablets, running on, a, running on a treadmill. Hey, hey, listen, <laughs> PE teacher, look at me. I'm getting it done. 
Um, <laughs> no, so uh, let's let's go back a little bit here. So back when you were growing up in Falls uh, Falls Church City, you said. Yeah. Uh, when when did you really get into running? Yeah. So like my first race, I guess, like was when I was three. Uh, mm-hmm. My parents. It was a Potomac. I think it was the Potomac's. Uh, it was some some run along the Potomac, I believe. And basically, um, I think I was being pushed in like the stroller, and uh, I kind of asked if I could jump. Like I still had a bib number on, but I asked if I could, you know, jump out and run. I think I ended up finishing the race with them, just running the whole time. So nice. Yeah. Wow, you're like, making I, us feel bad. We have a four-year-old. He hasn't done a race him. yet. We gotta oh get him gosh. out there. Um, so. So started at three, started running, and obviously you really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy yeah. it because, uh, you know, growing up in elementary school and you did a lot of Pacers running races, which we have yeah. great pictures. We'll tweet out all those pictures. Did yeah. you enjoy it because you enjoyed it or did you enjoy it because you were really good at it? Yeah, uh, I, think it, I think it was a combination of both. The best thing I think about, I mean, basically all the races I did were all Pacers races, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. So the thing that I enjoyed the most about that is just like, that you guys always um recognize like the younger kids basically like mm-hmm. you know oh Reiner you know he's so young he's winning his age group and stuff like that so I like the feeling you know winning and beating everyone I guess <laughs> but I also enjoyed it I mean running's really fun it's a great sport so yeah and I also like hard it is like I played a lot of other sports soccer flag football and basketball and like out of all of those sports running was by far the hardest right it definitely i agree with you there uh so i was going to yeah. ask you did uh did other sports when did you stop doing the soccer or flag yeah. football or basketball soccer and flag football were just basically like a fun sport type thing so like you know the only thing i wasn't only running basically but uh so i kind of stopped playing flag football and soccer when i moved so elementary school basically down to florida mm-hmm. but i stayed with basketball through middle school so i stopped in eighth grade right after eighth grade middle school basketball uh just to focus on running in high school because it's kind of hard to balance two sports yep. i was just kind of like okay i'm ready just to do full-time running i've played a lot yep yeah and when you were younger and in elementary school, was there a club system that you were a part of where you where you lived? Yeah, so my dad actually, so we. I first started, I remember I started at the, it was called the McLean Youth Track Club, and I think I did like a year there, and then we found a closer track club to us called the Fairfax, um, Fairfax Track Club, or Cross Country, I, I think it was like the Fairfax. Yep, Fairfax Police, Police Youth Fairfax, Club, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it was that. So um, we did that. I think I did that for two years, and then my dad actually ended up like becoming the head coach there. So I mean, I did that all the way through elementary school. So I was able to do like a AAU meets like through that club, and like go to cross country nationals for like my age group and stuff like that through that club. Yeah, and we've got a great picture. We will tweet this picture out that Dennis sent us of you, Julie, um, at yeah. the, and and. Um, I think, Seneca? I think Seneca's in the picture, too. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to the Gagliano family yeah. and yeah. the Willen family. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, and I want to talk about, about Gags in, in a few minutes here. I want to get to him. Um, mm-hmm. But, but uh, those, yeah, and those those races, is, those races growing up, um, did you train for those races? Were you, you know, just showing up and racing, running a couple times a week uh, with the club, and that was it? Or were you running on your own? What was your training like? Yeah, um, I believe there was practice like Tuesdays and Thursdays, basically, and like all that the training was. I I, I remember it pretty well. Um, it'd be like I think we'd 
Uh, we went we went to a couple locations, but it usually be um, I think it was called Van Dyke Park mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. It was. I just remember I had like a uh, merry-go-round because that's what everyone would just sit on like before practice. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, we we go there, and I think there's a there's a big uh, concrete loop you do there, and like a big grass field. So I think we just do like a lap around the concrete loop usually, mm-hmm. which is like probably like a mile or so, and then we we do like a couple of a uh, like. Uh, just running around the field for a team to be base. It, it was pretty similar to like a not really like a PE class, but like it wasn't like anything insane. Like it, yeah. it was pretty, it was pretty easy. But like same time, you know, it, it gave us, it, it gave me what I needed. It gave you what you needed. Gave you some structure. It, it introduced yeah. a lot of people to the sport. Did you? Yeah, exactly. Did you do? Did you do uh, running on your own as well, or was that the training for? It? Uh, no, because since my it. dad was just the head coach there, he'd take us to practice. But yeah, I think it was Tuesday, Thursday, and then we had like a meet on over the weekend so like on saturday now i remember yeah. this van dyke park it's so funny and i i, I did yeah. it, you just sparked this memory in my mind um yeah. i remember going out there with uh, a 1996 olympian mark davis who was a uh, employee of pacers at the time he's been on pace mm-hmm. the nation a couple times um and he spoke to your group do you remember mark davis yes i do that's I awesome remember very well yeah yeah he, he uh he, he did a really inspiring uh, talk and yeah, um, I guess it worked for Reinhardt. Man, you're you're doing way to go, Mark. That's it. That's it. been the key to Reinhardt's well, success. I mean, he's he's seen uh, you know Sell. We got a picture of him with Brian Sell, and we got a picture of yeah. him with Julie. I mean, I don't want to say what all those people have in common, but um, they 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 have a, a a common thread. The three of those guys. Um, yeah. So, um, you. Uh, you moved to Florida and do middle school mm-hmm. and, and obviously high school. Tell me about your first couple years pre COVID in high school. Um, yeah. and, and then we want to get to your successes of the summer, which have just been outrageous. Tell us about, uh, how your first couple years of high school been. Yeah. So, um, basically going into high school, I, I hadn't actually been able to, when I first moved to Florida, like, so my middle school years, sixth and seventh grade i wasn't able to run too much just because of my um my foot was uh both my feet were growing a lot and i had like this thing called sievers i think i went from like a size eight to like 13 and two basically wow so like almost impossible to run so i mean once i got over that it was just it was nothing like running related like my body wasn't breaking down or anything it was basically just the growth plate in my foot was growing so much that Every single time I took a step on my heel, like every single time I stepped, basically it just like hurt so much. Wow! So I had to take just I didn't run for two years, kind of just like played other sports, you know, nothing, nothing that was like too hard. Well, so, man, that, I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but that I mean that may have been a blessing in disguise that you you were able to step away from it for a couple of years. Yeah, kind of able to take a break. I mean. I wasn't. I hadn't been doing too much up until then, but it was. It was I mean, I obviously missed the sport, but it wasn't too bad. I was able to occupy myself with other stuff and you know, just get used to the area, I guess, and meet new people. Mm-hmm. So that happened, and then uh, eighth grade year is when I was able to start running a bit more. I think I um, actually won the I won the state cross the middle school state cross country meet in the uh, you know. Florida, I think it was down south, some mm-hmm. some park, um, and I ended up breaking the course record there. Wow! And it was a really fast time out of nowhere. Hmm. So that was really nice. And then basically going into high school, um, I wanted to do like I kind of just wanted to 
think I wanted to win states my freshman year in cross country, which ended up not happening. It just wasn't like my year, I guess. But I was able to learn like a lot of stuff, basically, just how like training worked and whatnot. And I actually ended up getting um, it was nice having Tom Schwartz and uh, Coach DeVos. So mm-hmm. Coach DeVos, high school coach, and then I got Tom Schwartz as my uh, you know, the main coach. Um. And he's like going, a club coach for you, or what, how, how does uh, that work? So yeah, that, it's been nice. So basically, he's a uh, he lives out in Bo- or over in Colorado. Yeah. So everything with him is just through text and stuff like that. And but, he's the coach of Ten Men Elite, right? Yeah, the coach of Ten Men Elite. Gotcha. So um, he, I basically talked to the boss before my freshman year, Coach DeVos, and I said, "Hey, you know, I have this really good coach. Um, I think he'd, you know." Uh, help us all out you know a lot and basically they were able to just to start working together so i got tom as my coach and then coach devos is my other coach so, so you could run for your high school with 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 both yeah. sports and devos that's really cool exactly so uh, yeah so so solid freshman year you don't accomplish your goals of of winning the the um you know winning the cross country states but yeah. solid year Good track season, good track times. Yeah. What, do you, what so, are you kind of running freshman year in track? So, yeah, actually going into my track season freshman year, you know, um, I had, uh, I think basically every freshman always gets this when they first start doing a lot of mileage because I, I hadn't put on like a lot of mileage. I think I was doing probably like 40, just over probably 40, uh, like a week basically mm-hmm. in my freshman year. So, I mean, it was way more than I had ever done before. I think I wasn't even probably wasn't even going over 15, you know, <laughs> like, you know, jogging around a lot. Probably so, prior to that. Yeah. It was a couple uh, yeah. laps around Van Dyke park and that would call it. A yeah. Day, right? I mean, right. Probably, it wasn't even 15. It was probably under 10 when I was right. younger, but right. my eighth grade year is probably like 15 to 20. It was barely any. So, you know, you kind of just have to get used to the high school running type thing. And, you know, um, I had shin splints from at the end of my cross country season. So I basically kind of just took a, like a one week break just to like let my body reset basically. Mm-hmm. And then like after that, like I think everything just started like really going well. I ended up running a four twelve my freshman year in the 1600, wow. which was like one of the fastest times ever by a freshman. Mm. Um, so that was really cool. And, uh, didn't I only had three races or two races after that? I had states, which I ended up coming second in in the sixteen hundred, mm-hmm. which was really cool because I was just a freshman. And then uh, I had nationals at New Balance, but that it was just a really bad race that day. Like <laughs> nothing went right for me. It was just super hot out there, and you know it was. That's a, a that's a that is a yeah. tough. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough. It it's a tough middle, day. Sometimes hot. It's North Carolina. It's yeah. Yeah, middle of the summer. You know yeah. only. I, I coming off, you know, shin splints cross country, took a week break and then had been training all the way up until then. So, you know, it was kind of just like the end of my season. I believe I took like a, a another break after that. And then I think I was probably just hitting over 50 going into my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Most likely I had really good summer training that year. Um, I had done a lot of, I I think I knew that I was going to have a really good year after I spent two weeks in Maine. We go up to Maine a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just because my family is like, uh, so my parents got married, all that kind of stuff. So, uh-huh. I mean, I really like the area. So, Booth Bay Harbor, Maine, I had really good training up there, basically. And I think going into that, my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I can I can win states this year. So, I, you know, injury-free, was doing really good, and then ended up winning states. And in, then... In cross-country. Yeah, in cross-country. states across, okay. Yeah, and then basically, you know... um 
<clears throat> so then coronavirus hit, I guess. So, you know, just after winter, right? Right. So, I mean, it didn't, it wasn't too bad because, you know, in my head, I thought it was going to be over pretty quick, but obviously that, that didn't happen. <laughs> right. So I was still looking forward to racing. I kept training, but once meets started getting canceled, I don't think that really like affected me too much. If anything, it was like, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me just because I was able to keep my training consistent and like nothing was really hard in my body because I wasn't racing at all. Would you have done indoor track if it wasn't for Corona? Yeah. Okay. You would have. The only indoor race I've ever done was actually in Virginia. They have no indoor tracks down here at okay. all. So I usually just train through indoor season. I don't really okay. rate indoor. So yeah, I mean, the training was really consistent and basically, you know, I was able to run a 409 at um, Desert. It was Desert Dream. It was in Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't, I mean, going into that race, I feel like, you know, it wasn't, it was a, it was a good time just because I hadn't raced in such a long time, but I, I felt like I was in much better shape. So, I mean, couple, eight weeks later, I kind of just trained my butt off to, you know, have, go for the four, go under 403 to beat Edward Cheswick's time. So, I mean, so let, let's, yeah. So let's pause yeah. here. So you, you go to Arizona. When, when did you run four Oh nine this, so was I this summer four, or was that? Yeah. So spring? it was, it was, uh, I think it was, it was eight weeks before it was like 10 weeks ago, I believe. Okay. So like 10 weeks, middle, yeah. middle of June, middle of June. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah, at this right. point have decided you're training through coronavirus. You've got great support from, from coach Schwartz, yeah, uh, and Coach DeBoss. Um, DeBoss, is that how, how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Coach DeBoss. Okay, yeah. so um, you're training by yourself during coronavirus? Like, how yeah, is that so working with them giving I, you advice or giving you workouts? Yeah. I've been training all by myself wow. for the past. Yeah, it's been a while. So you're Just running they, workouts. You're running like sub 60 quarters, sub, way sub faster than sub 60 quarters by yourself. Is your yeah, dad out there with a watch or something? Or like, how's uh, that yeah, working? So and we go to we have a track about like two miles away from our house so i'll do my warm-up to the track i have like a 20 minute warm-up type thing and then i'll start my warm-up on the track or workout on the track and then if it's a you know track workout i'll do it there there's a nice field next to it that i can do my like 1k repeats on or something and like you're, that and you don't have anybody who can mm, pace no. you or... yeah always by myself so That's i mean incredible so, yeah. and, but your dad is out there or your mom or something somebody right my dad will scream out my splits, but okay. like no one's running with me. It's always, I'm always by myself. So, all right. So you run the 409 in Arizona. Tell me some workouts. Like I, I you know, our audience doesn't yeah. get too, too geeky on workouts, but something yeah. that really stood out before you went to, uh, you know, South Carolina and music city. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, actually before the 409 in, um, Arizona, I had a, I had like a, time trial type thing but it wasn't really a time trial i basically had to do four um like uh four mile repeats so like four one mile repeats okay. on the track right before it so i did that at threshold so basically just hit four one mile uh one miles at threshold so that's like yep. a 520 pace for me okay so I four five twenty miles and then i basically had to do 1100 at um sub four mile pace basically and i ended up running a 243 i believe yeah it was 243 which is like a 258 uh 1200 <laughs> so i was like i was like holy smokes like you know I, I just ran you know four four miles really hard before this and i just hit that time like i was super happy about that and i thought you know that i was gonna blow it out of the water at uh, arizona and surprise a lot of people ended up just like you know not being my day i guess and just 
did not have a good race. You ran four oh nine, but not your day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Julie yeah. was just doing. I could see her face doing the calculations on the on the K one K. I mean, that is fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think the thing that's hard with especially high school running is like you guys are so used to racing a lot so Mm -hmm. you might be super fit and the and the pros go through this too college kids you know uh student athletes as well like you could be in amazing shape but you're not like race sharp yet so probably that arizona race was like all right you're really fit but you needed to get a race under your belt right yeah exactly i think that was definitely like a really huge like factor at my um, music city race just being able to run a race before that like you said you know get a race under my belt but yeah i mean just wasn't like i I knew i was in a lot better shape like a lot of people are like oh wow you know he he got so fast you know eight second you know eight second improvement from 409 to 401 you know that's unheard of but like in my mind i was like you know i probably could have been running like a 403 402 that day in arizona if it just went you know if it just went my way that day like i knew i was in shape to do it i just don't think you know just not having a race under my belt like you said and then you know just did not have a good day well that's so, why you got to be like hey guys that was actually my warm-up you know i was yeah. just warming up in the season so hey, well, I, was, I was proud of that it obviously was so uh yeah. so so first race was south carolina or was it music city which that was music city first music yeah. city okay so tell take us through so you know these these races finally are popping up um yeah around and which is fantastic to see yeah Dave Mill, who is the director of both of those races, I was able to, he was able to do like a crazy good job. Like no one was holding races other than him, so he was able to get a lot of pro athletes in the field and everything like that. So that was awesome. Yeah. So you got, um, you know, pro athletes. You're running with the pros. Like, how do you even get? Is it Schwartz who's helping you get into the, these races? Like, how is a 16 year old kid able to <laughs> yeah. jump in these exclusive races? Yeah. Um, I, basically Tom was able to get me into basically everything at coach okay. Schwartz, but yeah, got it. He contacted Dave Milner and was like, you know, I know my, I know my kid can, you know, run under, you know, four or three, he's going for Cheswick's record almost. And, you know, he let me in. So that was nice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I would have been like, oh, sure. He just ran 409, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, that's not yeah. like going after Cheswick's record. That's uh, a good yeah, story, exactly. though, going after Ches's record. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, so, you go to, so, so you go to that race there, Music City, um, and this mm-hmm. is the one that you ran, 401. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at the list of, of top, you know, high school times. Yeah. I mean, you're getting close to – you're definitely top – you know, 30 ish. I maybe. think it, I think my time was 20th all time. Tw- yeah. So it's 20th, all 20th all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's crazy. How exciting, yeah. how exciting is that for you? And did that totally change everything for you when you ran 401? Yeah, I was super excited. I mean, obviously running 401 after that race, you know, I'd broken Chess's record, but like, I think the first thought that came to my head was like, Oh, I'm so close to under four now, you know, like I can, I can do it. I can do it. So yeah, I think that's just like what I'm working towards now. And has that changed the game for you in recruiting? So like the the middle of June was when, you, you know, your people are starting to call you, right? You're a rising junior. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you yeah. run 401. Is that like a different intensity of, of recruiting now? Yeah, I, I got a, I got a, a lot of calls after that race. <laughs> yeah. So totally the, the recruiting game has, has changed for you. I, I mean, but it's, it's, 
it's got to be incredibly exciting, but also is it you feel more pressure? Are you taking it in stride? How do you feel? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say, yeah, I'd say I'm basically just taking it in stride. I mean, it's obviously really cool to get calls like that, but I mean, I kind of just have like the same mentality, like, you know, that doesn't really change like, you know, me or like my running or anything like that. Um, did you, did you see yourself as a, I mean, obviously you're a miler now. <laughs> Do you see yourself yeah. as a miler before that? I mean, you talked about winning state, uh, cross country championships. Yeah. Um, um I think, mm, to be honest, I don't really know. I think going into high school after I ran 412, I think that I was like, okay, maybe, you know, my event is the mile. But I think, like, just I, I haven't really been able to run any, like, other races other than the mile in high school yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been able to, you know, run a quick 32, like, been able, you know, put in a position to run something like that or, like, a quick 5K on the track. I think I can definitely surprise some people because they're, you know, like, oh, you know, maybe he's you know, strictly a mile or like you can't really do anything else. But right. I think I can definitely pull off some really solid times in other events. What about some of the shorter events too? I saw that you've run 51 flat in the 400. That's, yeah. that's moving. So what about the 800? Yeah. Um, I think the 800, I haven't been able to actually like race race just like, I, like, you know, I haven't been putting like any fast 800s. I'd say they're kind of just like all, you know, preseason, uh, you know, high school meets on the track. So, I mean, I think if I was put in a good 800 right now, I'm not really sure what I could run. I know it would be fast, but, yeah. I mean, I think I I think I can range, like, basically all events. I think one of my goals, actually, was at the end of my sophomore year, if states actually happened, right. was to qualify for uh, states in the 400. Nice. <laughs> what would that um, have taken? Do you know what it would have taken in the I past? Think I would have taken maybe under 448, maybe. I'm not, I'm okay. not really sure. Not sure. I'm not sure how fast they run. I think that was just like one of my crazy goals. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I can start getting faster and faster because I started out like at a 51 my preseason. I had never done a 400 before. Right. <laughs> you know, I was the only, everyone else was starting in blocks and, you know, I was on the line like a distance <laughs> runner. I ended up beating a couple of the kids and they were pretty fast. So, yeah. That's actually, the state, the, the state champion was actually in my race that from the previous year. Yeah. He, he beat. He, you know. he did beat you though. Yes. Yeah. Which, which makes, <laughs> yeah. which makes sense. All right. Yeah. So we're talking to Reinhard Harrison. He ran 401 this summer. Um, you know, how I, I want to just your mentality is is really fascinating to me for you to be able to be this mentally strong to fight through as a 16 year old fight through coronavirus fight mm-hmm. through training by yourself. Yeah, I mean, W- w- has there been big emotional swings? Like, have you been really disappointed? Oh, my track season's canceled. Or, I mean, you've obviously made the best of it. Yeah, to be honest, like, not, yeah, I, I've never really been, you know, disappointed about track season being canceled. I kind of just looked at it and, like, you know, oh, that means I can just, you know, train more and, like, don't really have to worry about injuries or anything like that. Like, just really consistent training. So I haven't been, I've, there's been a lot of people that have told me, like, oh, you know, I'm so sad that, track is canceled now i'm like eh, i don't really care <laughs> Do you, you know, I just, that's it's, awesome it's I, I i i enjoy training and you know it's really fun so i mean and obviously really paid off when i was able to run 401 so yeah, yeah very much so it's great great validation great feedback 
Um, would you say that Coach Schwartz, like, you know, because obviously he's got the group out in Colorado and the guys are training hard. Would you say that that's been really helpful to kind of know that, you know, your coach is also coaching a pro team and, and those guys are getting after it, you know, as much as you are too? Because I saw you were registered as like Tin Man Junior, Junior. Elite or something. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously really cool, like, you know, being coached by a pro. I mean, he's and my i think a lot of people could agree with this but you know definitely one of the best coaches in the world so i mean it's definitely really cool being able to be coached by someone like that i'm really you know lucky but uh yeah i mean drew hunter being one of them i think that was one of the main reasons i started getting coached by him he had such a successful you know high school career you know Mm -hmm. that uh he was you know yeah, I think he ended up running 357 mile he won foot lockers junior and senior year so i mean He's, he's coaching, like, really, really good athletes. Like, you know, Jordan Guzman's one of them, Drew Hunter, Joey. Um, you know, there's a whole list of them. But, you know, it's really cool being able to see, you know, I'm being coached by him, and he's got so many great runners under his belt. So, yeah. And is, is there a connection there from, like, your time in, in Northern Virginia then? Because I know the Loudoun Valley coaches, Drew's parents, are really close with, with Tom. Is that where that yeah. connection came from? Uh. No, I actually, at first, I was, I didn't even, like, I knew where Lawton Valley was, but I, I got interested in him in the eighth grade. My dad found him, mm-hmm. and he actually thought that Drew Hunter was being coached by him, so then he's like, okay, yeah, you know, this would be a good good thing for Reinhardt, because he'd never really had a real coach, like, he'd been my coach my whole life, and, you know, he just kind of let me do whatever I wanted, basically, you know, just throw a few 5Ks, you know, run laps, right. but, yeah, um, yeah, once I got him as a coach, but, no, I wouldn't really say it was a... Uh, like a connection because of Latin Valley, but it was obviously really cool because, you know, I probably would have ended up going just because they were so good um, in cross country. I probably would end up going, if I still lived in Virginia, I probably would end up going to that school. Yeah. I probably would have moved near that area just to be on a really good team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really neat connection. Um, now you seem, you know, not phased uh, running in professional meets. Um, you, you, you basically are training like a professional athlete, a professional yeah. runner, which mm-hmm. you seem to really respond well to. Um, yeah. you know, you're 16 years old, uh, you still got a junior and senior season. So I shouldn't ask you this question, but I will, um, <laughs> you know, you look at drew Hunter, you look at what Alan Webb did. They never went to college to run. Yeah. I mean, is that something you're thinking about? um i mean right now like college is like you know the the main goal like that's that's where i want to go but i mean pro is like a whole whole other level you know so obviously i'd have to get a lot faster to be there but like you know that's obviously like my dream but you know college is definitely like the main focus right now yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense Uh, and Mm -hmm. i agree the college system has produced plenty of very fast runners um yeah Exactly. But, but you are, I mean, you're, you're in this, I mean, you're, you're committed mm-hmm. to trying to be as fast of a runner as you can be. Is that, yeah. is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. So this, was this on your radar, like, uh, Chez's record at the beginning of this year, or did you guys start thinking about this as you're starting to hit some of these great workouts? Uh, I think, uh, I believe after my freshman, freshman year of the summer, my, uh, coach Schwartz, like, you know, told me, he said, Reinhardt, you're going to break four next year. You're sophomore. You're going to be like Jim Ryan. You're going to break four before Jim Ryan. I was like, I will. <laughs> like, wow. he, he actually told me that after like one of the worst races of my life, I, I think I had like a, ran like a four, like 
28 like at the wow. in the middle of summer like you know after that and you know he always he has like so much confidence in me and I mean, he knows what he's talking about I, I never really thought he told me you know Reiner I think your freshman year you're gonna get really close to 410 in the 1600 and then like the next week I ended up running 412 and I was like what the heck how did he know that? know that and then he's like you know Reiner next year he told me this is my freshman year of the summer you're gonna run a you know, you're gonna you're gonna be exactly like Jim Ryan. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> That's pretty I cool. It's a big a vote of confidence. So, yeah. Yeah. Are, are, do you have any more opportunities coming up, or is your season concluded uh, now? I'm, right now, I'm not really sure. There's been like rumors of meets like here and there, so we'll see if anything's able to come up, and maybe you know, try shooting for another, you know, sub four. But we'll see what happens. So your goal is sub four. I mean, that's got to be big, uh, big on your radar, yeah. right? That that been like my dream, basically just going into high school. I think that's just been like my dream since like young kid. Just because you no, know, like there's so many, you know, there's not there's not a lot of high school athletes that have been able to do that. So I mean, I never really thought it'd come this early, but you know, it's obviously something I should start looking at since I just ran four hundred one. Well, Julie, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I mean, it's ju- your junior year. Uh, we're hoping to see you know regular high school races back up. Yeah, Reinhardt. I know somebody at Brooks who can uh, work the Brooks PR meet. Maybe that's a good, <laughs> good spot. Good spot yeah. for you to break four. I mean, do they do a mile at Brooks PR? I don't even know. But yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. that's a good spot for you to uh, crush that yeah. junior uh, record for the mile. Yeah. All right. The Definitely. answer is yes. I All right. Yeah. It's on. <laughs> it's on. on. We've got him. He's committed. I mean, he's going to break four before we get there uh, because <laughs> that meet is that meets when, when is the, the Brooks PR meet? It's in June. It's in June. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. June next year. So Reinhardt, we got a picture of you and Julie and Gags's uh, granddaughter, Seneca. We'll tweet out at Pace the Nation. Um, I believe... I think you told us before the interview started that Gags might have reached out to you after one of your races. Yeah, so after I ran my 401 mile, he uh, congratulated me. And he said he remembered me when I was younger because I hadn't seen him. I hadn't talked to him or heard from him since I was eight years old. That was the first time I met him. So That's awesome. So did Seneca, so did his granddaughter Seneca run with you at Fairfax uh, Police Youth Club? yeah, our families were uh, both really good friends. Ah. We had known each other for a really long time. So that's very cool. So Gags, uh, for those who don't know, and if they listen to the podcast, they probably do. Uh, he's currently the coach up in New York, New Jersey for the New Jersey New York Track Club. Uh, coached at Georgetown for many, many years here in the D.C. area. And, um, you know, then he coached Julie to make the Olympic team, um, you know, twelve uh, in 2012. Seneca... And I think she runs, so she ran for Robinson in high school, star runner for Robinson. I think she runs in college as well. Seneca runs for Columbia now, I think. Yeah, I think you are right. Yes, I think she is just finishing maybe her freshman or sophomore year. Awesome. Very, very yeah. good. So anyway, so that's a, that's a really cool connection um, to uh, to have someone like Gags reach out to you. I mean, how did you, how'd that make you, how do you feel like, yeah. you know, after someone like that reaches out to you, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I was really honored. I mean, I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't seen him since I was eight, but he's a really good coach and really well known. So yeah, very that was cool. really honored. yeah, it's very cool. So uh, and he is a he is a a great friend of Julie and I, and so um, very cool stuff. Um, well, man, this has been really fun. Um, I, I got a c- couple quick ones before you get out. Um, yeah. Do you um do you miss DC? Do you miss living uh, in Fairfax Falls Church area, DC yeah. area? 
the one thing I think like one of just the biggest things I miss is like here it's like definitely the weather is a lot nicer and yeah. you know clusters especially around this time just for running I guess but uh I'd say you know the hills and like just all the running paths they have there yeah um it's like really nice to have where Florida doesn't really have that I'm like literally like like just in the middle of the road you know running on <laughs> sidewalks all day and like 90 degree weather no matter what day it is and like it's humid as could be so yeah. I mean I really missed like all that but yeah I mean DC was really fun and you know obviously all the uh, Pacers races. Yeah, the Pacers races, man. I was yeah. that was the next thing I was gonna say. Yeah, jeez, are you paying Reinhardt? Yeah. He's like really loving I, the we, Pacers hey, races. Hey, easy, we can't pay <laughs> high school athletes. <laughs> that's true. That's the, I'm not it, no nothing here, but um the reason like I'd say one of the biggest reasons like you know I fell in love with running is just because of the Pacers races because of how much fun you guys made them. So that's thank awesome. you. That is really cool. I mean, seriously, man, I'm getting chills uh, hearing you say that. Yeah. Uh, your fam- no, your, your uh, yeah your your family has been such a huge supporter of yeah. us through the years and you. Uh, I remember, I remember all of those races. That's there awesome. Was so much- well, yeah. we got some pictures. We will tweet out uh, at Pace yeah. the Nation, um, and um, there's some pictures of you uh, with Julie with with Brian Sell. We talked about you. We interviewed uh, Julie and I went to went to the Atlanta Olympic Trials. Uh, we mm-hmm. interviewed uh, Brian Sell there, and he remembered you. Um, uh, of course, it, the of course. winner of the contest. Yeah, the winner of the mustache contest. Yep. Um, so you remember that? We'll tweet out a picture of that, um, and we got to find that picture of, of, of Mark Davis talking to your group. We'll, we'll track those all these yeah. old school pictures down. Uh, where he came to the high school? Are you talking about that yep. one? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so your dad is your dad is really good at finding these pictures. Keep them, send, keep texting them, keep texting yeah, them. He, my way. he has a lot saved to his like Flickr account or whatever. Nice. He calls it. Yeah, so, yeah. He's got a he's got a ton. I'll let him know. Yeah, let let him know, man. Well, um, we we will we will stay in touch with you. I'm really excited for your success. Um, glad that you're back in school. Mm-hmm. Glad that things are going really well, and it's it's been really been great to reconnect, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. That's Reinhard Harrison. Uh, he broke Chez's sophomore record in the mile, running 401 this summer. Unbelievable stuff. He joined us on Pace the Nation. Reinhardt, man, thanks again so much. Best of luck in everything you're doing. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It was there really fun. There he goes. That's Reinhard Harrison. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Reinhard Harrison for joining us. Also, big props to Dennis and his parents for for helping uh, make that connection uh, happen. Really cool to talk to to Reinhardt. What a stud, man! I mean, just what he's gone through through COVID, training by himself, training by himself. I can barely track workout by myself. I can barely get out the door without the dog. I need somebody somebody else to go with me. He's in a little different situation <laughs> a little bit than you different. are. Yeah, I'm comparing myself to a 401 miler. Yeah, you're breaking three hours is not quite as sexy as no, him trying to break four quite. minutes in the mile. Eh, not quite. Not quite as notable. Uh, but really cool to connect. We will uh, send out some really cool pictures that Dennis has sent us, his dad has sent us. Uh, we'll send those out at Pace the Nation. So coronavirus has definitely also changed the recruiting landscape. We just kind of touched on that with Reinhardt as well. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, there's so many high-profile student-athletes that are committing to universities that they've never even stepped foot on campus wow. with. So uh, I, I just I think it's been really interesting to see um, – you know, as as schools started to realize, you know, sooner than later that they weren't going to be able to host official visits, they actually just started putting pressure on kids right away to make a decision. Hmm. So here's our uh, scholarship offer. It's on the table for the next 10 days. Let us know. Wow. Um, so it got like really intense. Yeah, wow. it got really, really intense really, really quickly. Um, hmm. And it was also just a huge change in the way that coaches had to approach this whole um like Zoom, uh, you know, conversation right. space. Zoom recruiting, however yeah. you're doing so it. Yeah, so I know at Georgetown we did um, Zoom home sessions. We did uh, Zoom college campus tours. Um, we did Zoom sessions with a coach on the line as well as um, current student athletes meeting with prospects to try to get to know them. So like anything that we would, could possibly do to get um, the student athletes comfortable with the staff, the, the current team, and then just get a lay of the land with the landscape and stuff. Um, it was, it, it's been such a huge change in the way that we do it. And I know that was a huge disappointment for so many college or college prospects. Like, Hey, I, I don't even know. I've never right. stepped foot on this campus before. That's a big deal. Um, and they're not even really welcoming, um, you know, any unofficial visits, even if you're not a student athlete on campus, they're really like a lot of the, I would say most of the schools are kind of have, you know, closed, um, closed corporation in, in terms of just allowing people to come and, mm -hmm. and walk around campus and stuff. So it's been such a big change. Normally we would have commits happening in October, November, um, and they've really started as soon as um, the end of July this year. So wow. I'm just wondering, you know, if that's going to be different in the future. Are we going to be putting pressure to make these decisions earlier and earlier? Um, or if next year we think it'll kind of go back to the way it was with, with in-person on-campus official visits. I think there's it's got to be a slow transition back to normal. I don't think it's going to be normal for this. is just my opinion. You know better than me, but I don't think it's going to be back to normal in the next year or two or vaccine aside, whatever it is, it's going to be a slow transition, hopefully back to what it was eventually, but I don't see it there next year. That's for sure. It'll be interesting to see. Um, also what will be interesting to see is how they actually time out what they're going to do with cross country and indoor track. Yeah. So there's a proposal on the table right now. And I think we've mentioned on the show previously mm -hmm. that, um, the NCAA uh, Sport Committee uh, has recommended to the NCAA a potential cross-country season from January to mid-March. Hmm. Um, so pushing it into the winter seasons, there will obviously be um, geographical challenges, especially in the northern areas of the country that may be in snow at that period of time and have it be a huge challenge yeah. to try to train outside or even host cross-country meets. Um, but they're trying to find a way, like a lot of sports are, pushing their championships into the spring uh, semester to be able to execute cross-country. What I think is really interesting is that um, the student-athletes um, who are currently in Division One um, NCAA, if they are you know middle-distance distance athlete and that normally would be competing in cross-country, they mm -hmm. would have to make a decision if the indoor season is executed, if they are simultaneously executed this year. Um, you will have student-athletes having to make a decision between one season or another. So you wow. can't compete 
in track at the same time as cross country. So what a crazy dynamic if those two seasons both go off at the exact same time, you would have college coaches having to coach <laughs> a cross country team and an indoor track team at the same time. Because they're the same coaches. Time. Like the cross country coach also coaches the indoor track team. Yeah. And preparation for cross country is very different than preparation for wow. um, indoor track. So it will be very interesting All if right. it does go through and if those two seasons are executed at the same time. So a lot of what ifs. Right. Um, but I do appreciate that they are trying to execute that cross country season. Um, and if you are somebody who then would opt into cross country you would be kind of training like they do for World Cross. World mm -hmm. Cross is held normally in, in March. Oh, yeah. No, in yeah, March. Right. Um, and so um, you'd be kind of training in that way and then transitioning to the right. outdoor track season the, the, from there. The December races are qualifications for World Cross, right? So that season can be like... December is usually Club Cross. Club and then cross, um, usually is, right. February is when uh, right. the World Cross Country Trials would be held. See, so that's why you, you are still going to be the resident expert on Pace the Nation on all things <laughs> like cross country, college. college into, and, yeah. yeah, okay. No matter what. Sounds good. No matter what. Well... All right, that's interesting. There, um, we'll we'll keep you posted on how that plays out. Um, something I found very interesting, Julie, and I was excited to to, to see um, a runner in Burlington, Vermont. You were excited to see this. Just ran a sub three hour marathon. Okay, here we yeah. go. No, I wasn't no, no, sure the, where you yeah, were going with yeah, it, sorry. It sounds like- I thought the, you were gonna talk about the bear. The bear. Yeah, no, 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 not, not yet. We'll get to the bear. Uh, we'll touch on that at the end. Uh, Burlington, Vermont, uh, Jim Miller ran a sub three hour marathon. He's 62 years old, and this is the sixth decade that he's run a sub three hour marathon. So he ran one in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, in the 2020s unbelievable this, he ran this guy this guy i'm gonna write him a very stern letter <laughs> about how he has yeah he's, ruined my life yeah, he's, <laughs> he has set the standard of what i aspire to be oh, god help us <laughs> uh, unbelievable uh 41 runners have achieved the five decades from the 70s to the 2000s including former guest bob schwelm who still hasn't run his, uh, I, I think he, pre-COVID, he was going to try to be the first. Well, Jim Miller beat him to it, uh, running a, a race that was put on by uh, a local company in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, he put it on with a few runners, ran 253.59. Uh, he essentially organized, sanctioned, and certified the event. He had 13 other runner friends with him. Uh, pretty awesome. Sixth decade of running sub three hours. So, um, wow. I, I'm, I am like, pumped. you're celebrating. <laughs> I am. I'm in tears. I'm celebrating that there is, there is that possibility and you're in tears because you're going to have to see me go after this sub three hour thing for decades to come. Uh, uh so congrats to Jim Miller. Uh, can't wait to see what Bob Schwelm or buddy Bob Schwelm's going to do. I wonder if Jim Miller has to run over eight miles a day. <laughs> I wonder if he's a Strava guy. Can you follow him on yeah. Strava? <laughs> if I, if, if, if he's on Strava, I'm giving him an instant follow. Yeah. I would love to know what his training is. If he has alternating days between like longer runs or shorter yeah. runs, or if he just runs the exact same distance in the exact same loop every right. single day. Right. I would be interested. I, probably the exact same distance, exact same loop. Because that's, that's the way <laughs> that to do That validates your argument. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, runpacers.com. Remember runpacers.com. We've got a lot of things going on on runpacers.com. If, if, if you want to get fit virtually, if you are uh, in Florida listening to Reinhardt's interview uh, and you want to get fit virtually, uh, you can go to runpacers.com. We can fit you for a pair of shoes. Our team, we have a team of people who do virtual fittings. So we can actually help you wherever you are. Uh, we are for every run, and we are for every run wherever you are. So runpacers.com. Also sponsored by Random Row Brewery, uh, Random Row Brewery in Charlottesville. Uh, you can find them on Preston Avenue. If you're in Charlottesville, uh, go in, tell them that you heard them on the podcast and order yourself my favorite beer of course is the crown lager a fine mexican style beer i hope they still have it on the menu if not everything on the menu is good so go check out uh random row uh brewing in charlottesville on preston ave all right and finally julie the story that has been most tweeted to us this week a college runner spends the night hiding in a tree to escape a charging bear. I thought we were going to wait for Docs right, to be on will, the we'll, show we'll, to talk about this. We'll talk to him this. about this next week. I just want to tease it. You know, everybody knows who's who's been a longtime listener that Docs has dreams of running a marathon. And as he gets towards the end where it gets really hard, he hits the wall, a bear chases him. I don't know whether he finishes the race because the bear is chasing him or the bear ultimately catches him and devours him i'm not sure which <laughs> which is the outcome hopefully he finishes the race and the bear inspires him to finish the race because he's running scared but um you know that's been a long conversation on this show so i think we lead the podcast league and bear stories bear chasing stories this one i've never heard the mama bear chased uh, Rachel Smith, who's 19, she was out on a seven-mile run in the Big Otter Trail, uh, which is in uh, Old Forge, New York, kind of in the Adirondacks area. Anyways, this bear chased her. She climbed a tree and had to stay up there for the night while Mama Bear uh, kind of hovered around the, the tree. Um yeah, amazing, amazing I have so story. many questions, so many questions about this yeah. story. So we'll talk, I really yeah. think we need to try to get her on right, the air. So we'll try to get her on the show as well. Uh, we'll try to get her, uh, Rachel, on the show. And she survived. She survived. Like, this is a, it's an incredible story. Yeah, incredible story. But we'll talk more about that next. So this is a bit, a bit of a tease for next week's show. I appreciate all the tweets and texts about it. Um, you know, uh, it was not Doc's. Somebody thought that, that it was actually Doc's who uh, was in the Adirondacks and had to climb the tree to get away from the bear. No, it wasn't Docs. It was uh, Rachel Rachel Smith, although I believe Docs would have loved uh, to have this experience I, I think in if a weird you, way. I think if you're able to get Rachel on the air next week, it we might get Docs' forgiveness for forgetting <laughs> to tell him about the show not being on last week. I will we'll effort that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, big, big bear uh, running news this week. All right, great show, Julie. Thanks. 
sometimes I think you don't want to actually do this show. I love this show. <laughs> I, know I love it. I'm just not going to listen to it afterwards. Like I don't want <laughs> right. to hear myself talk. Right. You know? Let's let's uh let's test Docs next week and see if he listened to Reinhardt. I'm sure he did. It was a great interview. Thank you to Reinhardt Harrison for joining us, and thank you to Dennis and his family for making that happen. Awesome to catch up with the former Falls Church Fairfax area runner uh, who's now in Florida doing awesome stuff. Reinhardt Harrison. All right, Julie. We're almost to 250. We're charging ahead. Episode 248 is now in the books. Great stuff. Docs will be with us next week. We'll have an exciting guest, bear, woman, or not. I don't, I don't know who's going to be, but we'll have an exciting guest. Um, so for Julie Cully, for Wayme Docs, who's not here, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next week. something into that thing i'm saying something into this thing i'm staring at the ups truck right now kind of matches your hair color what are your thoughts on that